Christmas to everybody. How we, how we doing so far, huh? Again, honored to have you with us. Those of you watching online, thank you. Welcome from Indonesia to Buffalo, Minnesota. There's a Buffalo, Minnesota. I don't know if you knew that. Folks in Little Rock, we got folks all over the hill country. Thank you guys for being here. And we do wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Hey, there's a lot of incredible things happening in our area this season. And we love to just pray for a a move of God. And uh, today we're going to pray for Cibolo Creek Community Church. Pastor Paul Wilson. Pastor Paul was serving here when I moved here. We met early on and have had an opportunity to to share in some ministry moments together. And they've got a lot of incredible things happening there at Cibolo Creek, that Fair Oaks Ranch, Leon Springs area. And and I would just love for us today just to pray for uh, blessing, favor of God over all their gatherings. They've had some special men's and women's gatherings uh, over the last couple of weeks. And I know they're gearing up for Christmas Eve, but, but uh, that church for a long time has just been a light here in this region. And, 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 and I want us to pray for Pastor Paul and his team, Janine and others that are there as they continue to point people to Jesus. Amen. Come on. We can get behind moves like that. Can we not? Hallelujah. So if you like the person next to you, grab their hand. If they don't grab your hand, that's an indication of how they really feel about you right now. And that's over the next three hours together, we're going to correct some of our wrong thinking one towards another. So just kidding, but let's pray together. God, thank you so much. We say all hail King Jesus. Woo! The savior of the world has come. Is that not the message of Christmas? That's the Christmas message. The Savior has come. Jesus, you came. And your desire is that every man and woman, boy and girl, would know you and be filled by your Spirit and walk in their purpose and destiny that you have for them. God, I pray today that, that, that as we continue here in this house and other houses of worship across our city and this region, God, that Jesus would be lifted high. God, today it's a privilege for us to pray for our family of God gathered at Cibolo Creek Community Church. I thank you for Pastor Paul and his team and for his faithfulness and kingdom building, God, for answering your call to come and establish a church that that would do just that, point people to Jesus, that would seek him, that would preach the truth of the gospel, that would love people, that would be the hands and feet in our city. God, thank you for that house. And we pray, God, today that your spirit would just rest in a big, mighty, powerful, tangible way there at Cibolo Creek Community Church. Lord, pray blessing over all of their Christmas events and activities that are coming up and going on. God, breathe on it. God, we, we, we need you to anoint everything that that team has worked so hard and putting together. God, breathe on it, anoint it. God, I pray that lives would be changed this Christmas season. But I thank you for Pastor Paul. Strengthen my brother. God, encourage him this day. May he feel the love and support of those gathered in the house. But more importantly, may he feel the delight of his Father in heaven. Woo. Thank you, God, for Jesus. 
the reason for the season. Lord, forgive us when we make it about other things. Lord, not just this season, but the other 11 months out of the year too. And God, I pray that you would use this day and, and these days coming up, God, to, to really recenter us, to recenter us, to get our focus back where it needs to be. And God, I'm praying that you would raise up a congregation, a church, the body of Christ, that we would be who you've called us to be, putting Jesus on display for the world to see and give you glory, honor, and all praise. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody in this house said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, brother. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Woo! Hey, last week, if you were with us, um, by the way, anybody here at church like worship last Sunday and hear me talk about a gift that I had ordered for my wife, right? Thought I was doing a solid. She actually picked it out. If you weren't with us, my wife, probably back in September said, Ooh, I would like this for Christmas. I'm like, man, you're already looking ahead. That's all right. I like, I like the, the, you know, forward thinking. That's good. So she said, this might be a good gift for me at Christmas. I took that as a hint. And so I ordered it. I went online and ordered it. It came from overseas, a distant country, a nation. Uh, I'm not going to mention, but I was just a little nervous. I, I'm not an online shopper. I like to go and I'm, I'm a, I, I'm a, is that called tactile person? I like to touch things. I like to feel them. I, like, sm- I don't smell things. I promise you. But, but I just love to make sure that things are going to work and fit and just what, and I, it's hard for me, as you can tell, there aren't many sizes for Shrek online. You have to go in person and pick those things out. Amen. My wife said, Hey, listen, I'd like this for Christmas might be a, a great gift. So I did what any husband, I, I ordered it for her. Remember that story I told you? And I was nervous if it was going to show up. Didn't know if I would, had been taken, you know, by some internet pirate, you know, just took my credit card. Well, it showed up this week. Hallelujah. Can we give God round of applause. Praise God. It showed up on my doorstep earlier this week and my wife brought it to me as I was sitting in my chair in the living room and she had opened it. She said, I think this is for you. I said, babe, what gave it away? My name on the package, but she opened it and she looked at it. She said, Oh, I think this might be for me. Really? You think, I mean, it's not my size or color you know, or pattern. It is for you. And my best plan, guys, I thought I had done a solid this Christmas. And so you know what I did? I said, you're not getting that until Santa comes. It's Christmas present. No, I did. I gave it to her, which now leaves me in a dilemma. I've got to find another present. So I need the ladies of the house to interface with my wife after service today and just figure out what might be a good gift and just help a preacher out if you don't mind. That would be your gift to me this season. If you could do some recon and help me understand what just might bring delight. And please remind her that it's rude to open. I think it's even illegal to open other people's packages if their name's not on it. For, for those of you that are watching online, it's, I think it's rude. I would never, listen, the Amazon dude shows up daily, five times a day at my house with her name on stuff. You know what I do? I put it in her area where she's going to find it. Those days are over. I am, I, it is tit for tat. We're going after it right now, Hector. 
It's ridiculous. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to laugh? Wow, it's good. But yeah, she did get it. She, and I hope that you love it since you picked it out and already opened it. So anyway, I, I'm just going to shop at that as seen on TV section at Walgreens. That's where I'm going. You know that's your favorite row at Walgreens. You get those copper socks and, you know, the massager that takes the puffiness from underneath your eyes and, you know. We're, we're doing a thing called Secret Santa here at night. Some of you are going, when's he going to start preaching? We'll get to it eventually. By, about two o'clock, we'll get to the sermon. But we're doing a thing called Secret Santa here amongst our staff. And, 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 and uh, my executive assistant uh, had us all fill out. She, actually, she forced us to participate. That's okay. She also writes the checks. And so if we want to get paid, we play and do what she asked us to do. And so, um, so should we, you know, I think few weeks back, we all got to list on there what our favorite things are, favorite colors, what's, you know, something you would maybe like to have, but you wouldn't go buy for yourself. So I wrote on there, Chia Pet. I did. You know, they're cool. They're hard to find. But my secret Santa found one and we unwrapped gifts this week uh, around the Christmas tree as a staff. And my secret Santa bought me a Chia Pet. It's Joe Biden. So the president is growing in my office right now. And when that thing is full fledged and healthy, I'm going to show you. So it's a challenge now. Who would, yeah. I mean, there's like Bob Ross or somebody or anyway, but it would be great. But anyway, this is good. I love Christmas. We are in the, isn't it good to laugh at church? Some of y'all are looking for somebody to come slap you on the wrist right now with a ruler because you're not supposed to have fun at church, right? But uh, we, are, we are so, it's good to be merry. We need to laugh more in our culture, don't we? We need to. So we're in this series called Merry and Bright. That word merry means to be cheerful and lively and bright, of course, means, hey, listen, we just believe this, that because the Savior of the world has come, we have so much to celebrate. We have so much to be excited about. We have so much to put on display. And we do that this time of the year. We put him on display, don't we? Jesus has come and he's come to change our world. Guys, listen, he's come to change your life and he can, if you will let him. So we're in this series called Mary and Bride. And I just believe that we as Christians, those of us that have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, we ought to be the most merry and the most bright people on planet earth. We should, but we also know the reality of life that it's hard sometimes, right? Come on, somebody. Sometimes, even though we know that Jesus has come to give us life and give us more abundantly, we know that sometimes life just has a way of sneaking up on us and kind of sucking the joy out of it, right? It's not fun sometimes. There are setbacks and hardships and there are difficulties. That, and maybe even for someone listening right now in the house or online, maybe even right now you say, you know, bro, I listen, great theme, cute graphic, but it's just hard right now. Well, I'm glad you're here today. And I hope that I can encourage you with some words from scripture and, and remind you of who Jesus is. Listen, he came to give you life. 
And uh, if you're not experiencing the joy that Jesus brings right now, maybe, maybe we're just focusing a little too much on, on what's happening around us, and that can be a kill joy for us. But, but I want you to know that Jesus wants to restore you. Jesus wants to give you hope. Jesus wants to lighten up and brighten your darkness. Are you okay so far? And so today I hope to encourage you with some words that might just pull you out of that. You know, when, 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 when Jesus was born, it was a very dark time in the world. We, we, we looked at some verses of scripture the last few weeks from the prophet Isaiah, when, when Isaiah was sharing with Israel, they had already been, been, been attacked by the Assyrians and, and then by the Babylonians and they were sent into exile. They were driven away from their homeland, right? And it was dark. They were desperate. There was so much uh, ungodliness. There was a lack of, it seemed, hope. When would we ever be pulled out of the predicament that we find ourselves in? That was their mindset. And Isaiah began to prophesy. Isaiah began to speak of one that would come and, and kind of be their deliverer, someone that would, would cause the sun to shine again, one that would, would be their rescuer, one that would come and, and, and defeat their enemy. And they were thinking some mighty warrior, some, some dictator, somebody that ruled with an iron fist, you know, and, and would just go Mike Tyson on somebody, right? But, but, but that's not who he was. He shall be called Wonderful Counsel of the Mighty God and the Prince of Peace right? They long for that. Those words were spoken 700 years before we get to Matthew and the birth of Jesus. Can you imagine seven minutes in your situation or seven days in your situation seems bleak and desperate. Can you imagine 700 years of waiting for your deliverer? For this one that prophet Isaiah would say would be your rescuer. As we fast forward, we get to Malachi and Malachi was really the last prophet that would speak and give any word of hope. And it was 400 years later before Jesus was born. Wow. When would the light dawn in the darkness? You know, light has been around really since day one of history. In fact, I think it's Genesis chapter one, verse three. God said, let there be light, right? And it was present there. But yet Israel finds themselves living in a deep, dark, desperate time. Much like you might find yourself living in today. But I want you to know that God doesn't leave us in our darkness. God doesn't leave us in our desperate state. God doesn't leave us without hope. He is a hope dealer. And yet he sends his very one and only son, Jesus, to come and bring light into a dark world. In fact, you need to know today that Jesus came to us to light up the world. That's the very reason Jesus came. He came to light up the world. Listen to what Jesus says. We looked at this in closing last week in John chapter eight, verse 12. Jesus says this, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus is making a big declaration about why he came. He came to bring light to a dark world. Now the people of the old Testament understood the importance of light. 
In fact, we know that as we read throughout the Old Testament that, that whenever light was present, it was symbolic of God himself. It was symbolic of, of his presence with them in the midst of difficult times. It was a, a sign of, of God's protection. It, it, it meant God would guide his people. And we know that time and time again, Jesus comes here and he reminds us of that same truth. He says, I am the light. Just as you can remember how God provided and how God protected, how God guided you, I want you to know that, hey, that is the reason I came as well. So for those of you today that you would say, my life is dark, I want you to hang on. Hope has come. His name is Jesus, and he wants to light up your darkness. Amen. That's his promise to you. The question is, is he the light of your world? Have you let him in? You see, that's his desire. He wants to illuminate. He wants to guide your life. He wants to protect. He wants to provide. Jesus wants to light up your darkness. But check this out. You got to let him in. Just as today we walked onto this campus and it was dark, somebody walked on and flipped the switch. We have to choose to let light come into the darkness. And in your life and situation right now, you must choose to let the light in. Open up the windows. Let the light in. Open. Well, that would have been a good one. I don't know if you can do that before I finish today. But anyway, you got to make that. Is he the light of your world? Hey, my friend, listen, you need to understand something. He doesn't want you to walk around in despair. He doesn't want you to walk around hopeless. Come on, Jesus came to light up your world. Amen? And here's the thing I want to challenge us with today as we kind of go a little bit deeper with this idea of Jesus being the light of the world. Listen, when I receive him, when I let him into my life, check this out, I become a carrier of his light. If Christ is in you, check this out, you carry his light. No pressure there, right? What? Yeah, in essence, as a Christian, you know what that means? We are to be little Christ. We are to be just like Jesus Christ. How you doing there? Anybody else screw up sometimes and drop the ball? Come on, get, you better get your hands up. You, you, pay, you sinner. Just kidding. But the reality is that when, the moment I said yes to Jesus and invited him into my life, he deposited his spirit in me. That means that I possess this light that has come. I am not the light. He is, but he's in me. And check this out. He wants out. He wants out. In fact, I love these words in Matthew chapter five. Say Matthew. Matthew. Say Matthew. Matthew. Wake up. He says this. He says this in Matthew chapter five. It's written in red in my Bible. So who said it? Jesus. Matthew chapter five, verse 14. Jesus says, you are the light. What? You're the light of the world. You're a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Hey, do you know why darkness is around? Because the light refuses to shine. Again, I came in or I didn't don, don or facilities. Were, hey, by the way, round of applause for our media team. Can we just give them? They are so awesome. A round of applause for our facilities team. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. They came and they flipped the switch on and lit up this house. Amen. When the light chooses to come on and when somebody makes the effort to flip the switch, the light comes on. 
Jesus says, you're like a city on a hilltop. If I'm in you and you cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp. Come on, this is common sense stuff. Jesus is, I think Jesus is scratching his head here and going, seriously, I, I, I can't believe I have to remind you of this, but let me just remind you of what light's for. No one would light a lamp and, 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 and put it under, hang on, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. No, instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Okay? So Jesus is the light. When I receive him, his light is placed in me. I'm lit. And he, he lights me up so in turn that I can light up those around me, right? And everything around me. In the same way, he says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Wow. Listen, I'm so glad that Jesus saved me at the age of nine when I invited him in. I asked him to come in and be my Lord and Savior. Remember, he's not a forcer. He's not going to force himself on anyone, but he's a filler. And if I will say, Lord, fill me, oh, that's what he does. He fills, and he filled me at the age of nine. But he didn't come just to save me. He saved me and he changed me and he filled me so in turn that I would let others see him through the life I lived. I haven't always done a good job of that. Anybody else? Come on, right? But yet that's his desire for my life. And if you're a Christian and a believer in Jesus Christ, he's lit you up also so that you will be a light and show others who the Father in heaven is. Just as Jesus' purpose was on earth to, to, as he lived and walked and talked and taught. Listen, he was the living representation as to who God the Father is. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Check this out. That now rests on us as Christians, as believers, that other people get a clear picture as to who God is by the way we live and what we show them. Oof. That's challenging, isn't it? Wow. But he's lit us up. And, 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 and I, just, I just wonder today if your light is shining or have you let your light go dim? L listen, this is Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? And this ought to be the happiest, most merriest and most merriest, I'm sorry, the merriest and brightest. You don't put most in front of the S. I mean, I remember Coach Bogan. I remember now, English, freshman, okay. It's the brightest and the merriest time of the year. Should be for us, but I know that even in this season, just the stuff of Christmas can cause our light to go dim. What do you mean by that? Well, let's just be honest with you. For some of us, we get caught up in the busyness of it all. I mean, we got to run these errands and we got to purchase these gifts. I've got to get Christmas cards out and, and I've got to bring dead gum cookies for church. Ah, where's that in the Bible? I don't believe in cookies. Well, give me a few weeks and I might find something. I don't know. But, but no, no, you know what I'm talking about. We can get caught up, can we not, in the hustle and bustle that we miss the true meaning of what Christmas is all about. You've heard us say time and time again that if the devil can't make you bad, he'll, he'll make you busy. And I think sometimes in our busyness, even though Christmas should be awesome and fun and exciting, 
just in the busyness of trying to check the boxes off of the to-do Christmas list, guys, our light can go dim. And we can forget why we're celebrating. We forget the one we're supposed to be celebrating. And we can kind of push Jesus behind the packagings and the tinsel and, and all of that stuff, right? We can. Or, or, or for some of us, maybe the business means that, that we're running around so ragged and trying to fulfill all the party needs and ugly sweater contests and things. Did you say you're having pizza Wednesday night? Come on, somebody. Pizza and cookies in one week in this house? I'm telling you. We definitely need prayer and fasting series come January. Amen. Repent. Just kidding. It is coming, but spiritual fasting is not a diet plan. Just come in January the 8th. We're going to kick it off and it'll be a great thing. But we can get caught up in fulfilling that we can even push out Jesus through our personal time with him in prayer and in the word, right? Let me ask you a question. Has your light gone dim. Jesus is the light of the world. We're to be carriers of that light. We're to be a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. But if we're not careful, even the beautiful part of this season can push the light down. Are you with me so far? Guys, listen, this is a time for us to shine bright because there is a dark world around us that needs us to shine our light. Wow. Listen, you know, Satan loves to distort and confuse and keep the truth from people, right? He does that. And even though this is a time of celebrating the birth of our savior, he can even distort and confuse that and cause us to miss out on the reason that we're celebrating and and what have you. Satan is a deceiver. He loves to distort. He loves to confuse us, right? But yet we're called in the midst of that to to shine the light of Christ. You've heard it said that the only thing necessary for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing, right? And and I just wonder maybe if, if, if maybe we're not living in so much darkness right now because those of us who possess the light, well, we're just refusing to do something. We're just refusing to let our light shine. We're carriers of it. And and what might happen? Listen, I'm telling you, darkness doesn't stand a chance when the light shows up. It doesn't stand a chance. So, hey, you got heartburn over a situation in our culture. Shine the light of Jesus into it. Right? Come on. You got somebody that's down and out and needs a word of encouragement. Hello. Show up, light carrier. Be a bulb. Light it up. Put lights on my house yesterday. Well, actually, I didn't. A man in our church by the name of Chad Hearn, who was, whoo, he, he, he came and helped a preacher out. He, he did it all, really. I just <laughs> stood there. But I was uber excited. So excited. I walked out last night. All my neighbors have had their lights up for weeks. I mean, since July 4th. And I am so far behind. It's now the 10th. Of December, man, I was, I was like a fat kid in a candy store last night when I walked outside and looked at my house and it, I was just, oh, praise Jesus. It looks so good. Chad, thank you, man. Thank you so much. And 
but it, it looked bright. I loved it. What was dark and seemed ugh, less than, when the lights came on last night, I was taking pictures of my house. I don't take pictures of my house any other time of the year. But man, I tell you, I just was uber. That's what light does. Light brightens things up. Light changes things. Light changes darkness. Light, light pushes it away, guys. And, and I'm just wondering what might happen if those of us that are listening today in-house or online, what would happen if we took serious this idea of being light carriers to shine the light of Jesus Christ? Look what Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 3. He says this, If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who's the God of the world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, and they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so that we can know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. Paul is saying, hey, listen, Satan's having a field day and we need to preach the good news and tell others about Jesus. And this is not about us. Hey, there are too many people that are preaching and propping themselves up. No, no, no. This needs to be about Jesus. Christmas is about him. What we do in this house is about him and pointing people towards him. But guys, listen, if we don't do it, then who? If not us, then who? We carry his light. He put himself in us. He already told us in Matthew 5, you need to get out there and shine bright for me. Not for your good, but praising the Father in heaven. What will we do with this light that we've been given? What will we do with this light that has come? What will we do with this one that Isaiah told the people would come and, and set them free? I'm telling you, we're needed. You're needed, believer. The dark world needs to see the light of Jesus Christ demonstrated through your life. If not us, then who? Then who? Wow. I gotta breathe. I'm out of breath. Whew. I need to cardio and get ready for next Sunday. My gosh. Did I tell you it's cookie Sunday? Hallelujah. I think, I think that one of the things that hurts God's heart most is when those of us that have been given much do nothing what's been given to us. We know the hope. We, we know what people need. We know that Jesus is the answer. We know that, right? But yet we are so, whatever, afraid, timid, don't care. I don't, we're afraid to put him on display. And I wanted, I wanted my house to light up. I wanted people to see, ah, oh, yeah, there it is. Wow. What's that? I don't know what that's all about. 
Hope, I think you leaned up against the light pad back there, Hope, yeah. Push that top button, it'll go, there you go. Thanks, Hope, that was great. Round of applause, How about, thanks, Hope, it's awesome. Absolutely incredible. We, it was lit. So those of you online, you just don't get it when you're not here, you miss stuff like that, right? Hallelujah. But, well, I don't know where I was at right now, but that's okay. We, about letting it shine, maybe? Light the house. Yeah, that was good. But anyway, let's move on. Um, we need to light a dark world with the light of Jesus. And so I want to close with this. I want to encourage you something today to let the light of Jesus shine. And how do we do that? We share his love. What does that look like in our culture today? What does it mean to share the love of Jesus? It's not doing this all the time. In fact, not many of you will ever do this. But there, don't make mistake, there are, there are more opportunities every day that heaven affords us to share his love and shine his light. Maybe it's just, uh, hey, how you doing to someone that you come across paths with? Maybe it's a, hey, Merry Christmas. Maybe it's some sort of act of service like helping put up some Christmas lights. I'll give you Chad's number for those of you that are interested. He's available seven days a week. Maybe it's baking some cookies. Why am I on the cookie thing already? Maybe it's buying a gift. Hey, maybe it's somebody that you know this time of the year where there's some financial assistance that's needed. Hey, maybe it's just a card or a check-in with someone that you know could use a pick-me-upper, right? Maybe it's getting to know someone new. Maybe it's, maybe it's inviting someone to a gathering such as this or Christmas in the city where they have an opportunity, as Pastor Mark reminded us, to, to be exposed to Jesus who can literally transform their life. But how can we share the love of Jesus with people? I just know that heaven's looking at us and he's saying, listen, I've lit you up for a purpose, church. And you need to light up the darkness. The darkness flees whenever carriers of the light show up. The darkness has to run whenever carriers of the light become the hands and feet and the voice of Jesus. Are you with me today? So church, I want to encourage you with something today. Shine bright. Jesus is the light of the world. You are a carrier of his light. A dark world needs you, light carrier. We need to shine the light of Jesus brightly in our world. Would you stand with me today? And We're going to sing in just a few months, but I just want to pray over you guys. Father, I pray today that we would understand who you are and what you've called us to be about. And God, that we would not be content just to sit and soak, but God, we'd be content to go and to light up a world that is dark and in need. So, Father, I'm praying today that as carriers of your light, God, we would let you out. And, God, that we would let you shine brightly through us. All for your glory in Jesus' name.